Hello and welcome to David, I mean, sorry, the Boy Town Podcast with me, Papa Bear, Dave Elliott. And um, you're probably looking uh, at the, the setup here and going, where is the supposed backbone of the Boy Town Podcast? I know, who knows where he is, but hey, listen, we're riding solo. We're like Jason Derulo today. We're sexy, we're stylish and riding solo. And I mean, hey, look, sometimes... You, you know, as Alice DJ said, you're better off alone. You know, uh, obviously you wouldn't want to be, but hey, we are. We are, we are, and we're working it. Welcome to the Boytown Podcast. Listen, embrace this moment, enjoy it. Patreons, enjoy it. It's just me, me, myself, and I, and also Snake Rap Ben. He is still here. He's still loyal, both to the Boytown Podcast and to the Orange Order. Major shout out to Ben. Shout out 1961 or whatever. Battle of the Boners. Those guys respect you know me i'm a big speaker of the irish language major respect to the orange pails or whatever those lads are called yep it's good to be here you might have noticed um i was wearing the legit um mike myers mask that he wore in austin powers that was wasn't it that was no only joking it's michael myers though what i'm like uh, it's halloween um particularly this mask and um i used to be terrified of this guy michael myers um i used to think in fact, it kind of looks a bit like Shane, doesn't it? The same skin colour. Um, I used to be terrified of him growing up. Used to be, like, my number one fear. Ben, did you have any fears that you, like, things that were irrational that you were just terrified of? Uh, scream mask. The scream mask. Again, a slasher film, a blank, scary face. What Did you watch the movie when you were younger? Or did you just see it and be frightened? I watched it behind pillows. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> your pimp <laughs> but um no i used to be very frightened of michael myers mainly because my parents didn't let me watch the movie you know so my my aunt mary she used to tell me a story all about what happened to him and to be fair it was told in the style of a ghost story so it was pretty scary and um then when i actually watched the film terrified you know watching it as a, as probably about 14 15 not my thing at all and you know the the fear i had of him was completely like it 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 totally overcame me it made me terrified in my bed i'm like michael myers is coming to get me it was the most horrendous fear you could imagine and then when i sort of hit i want to say probably 31 i got over it when it just dawned on me it was like you know that's an irrational fear to have of this guy, Michael Myers, because let's face it, in the film Halloween, he was <coughs> a little boy when it started. And let's just say, uh, for any of those who haven't seen, have you seen the movie Halloween? Yes. For anyone who hasn't seen it, any listeners who haven't seen the film, it's safe to say Michael, as a young boy, didn't get on with his sister. Let's just say he wasn't keen on his sister. Would you agree with that, Ben? You'd say it's fair sentiment. He wasn't keen. Now, what do you do? When you're not keen on a sibling. Ben, what would you do if you're not keen on a sibling? Probably just torture them with elbows and punches. Torture them with elbows and punches. Michael Myers, he murdered his sister with a knife, hey? Fair, you think, to an extent? Well, basically what happened, she was in her bedroom putting, like, probably coconut body oil on on her body. Just getting really... Kind of sexy to be fair, wasn't it? Um, as a boy to watch, you know. And uh, Michael came in as like a wee seven year old or whatever and just stabbed her until she she died. 
you know, maybe a bit OTT, but hey, who am I to judge? I don't know what she did. You know, she could have done something terrible to him, like eating the last uh, bowl of Cocoa Pops. She could have, you know, over-saved, saved over, sorry, I should say, his FIFA progress on his memory card on his PlayStation 2. Um, she could have... She could have stolen his pocket money. I remember my sister did that once. She stole um, my pocket money, just cleaned out a mole at one time and went to school disco with it. And I had planned to go and buy Goldschlager with my mates and haven't got revenge on her yet. But again, you know, maybe I'll take inspiration from this dude. <laughs> Probably not that, yeah. But um, yeah, so basically he killed his sister, ended up in a mental institution. Can I say that anymore? Is that appropriate? A nut house. Please, first people with severe. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he was there, and that whole time he was like, "A bollocks, I have another sister." Fuck, I hate those two fucks, Fuck, fucking bastard. And for eighteen years, he stood in a padded cell, banging his head off the wall. Fuck sake, fuck sake, fuck sake. Should have got the both of the bastard. Fuck sake. And then he got out and went after his second sister. Now in the film, sp- hey. Films from 1978, spoiler alert, right? Out he comes after his second sister. He gets to the house, he gets her. He's just about that fucking... I'm getting too into this, it's Halloween. It's the spirit of, of All Hallows' Eve. He gets, gets her. And then she, not being a mug, gets a psychiatrist, Michael's psychiatrist, his mate, the only mate he thinks he has, to shoot him by 20 times in the chest. Then Michael just stumbles and falls. Kind of like this. Oh, off the balcony. That's a pretty good reenactment, wasn't it? This is kind of like that Adam and Joe show back in the day, isn't it? And uh, so then he just fell, and you're like, Michael's dead, right? He's dead. And as the camera pans over, Ben, get ready for the Halloween sound effects, right? As as it pans over, it should at this point go. He looked down. Michael Myers, gone. And then somehow. In my mind, as a teenage boy, I thought, where's Michael Myers gone? Oh no, he's gone straight back to his house. He's got his laptop open. He's gone on the sky scanner. He's gone, tickets, flights from Haddonfield, Illinois, to Belfast. Ah, oh, but it's cheap. They what, fly Emirates, fuck that, I'll go. KLM, right? Flying KLM to Belfast and we'll kill a 14-year-old Dave Elliott. That's my fucking target. 18 years waiting my sisters. Can't get them second best. The big man. And as I thought about that, I thought, you know, realistically, that guy's not going to get through customs, you know? He's highly wanted. He's dressed in a boiler suit and a William Shatner mask. It's been painted white. Um, and somehow I thought he was going to get to me and kill me. You know, which is funny because I was terrified of that as a child, growing up in a country where quite literally men in masks could realistically just turn up in your garden and shoot you in the face. So I mean, <laughs> it was odd, but hey, that's Halloween. That's the end of the podcast, guys. Yours have been great. I've enjoyed it. I'm only joking. Ben, Ben's paid for another how long? 40 minutes or something? Yeah. So yeah, it is Halloween. It's Halloween day, Halloween night. Hall- would depend on when you listen to it. Could be day after Halloween. Could be um, what what's the day after Halloween known as November? Could be, um, and then there we are, all gone, all done. Ben, are you looking forward to Halloween this year? 
on the do you Ben for am I allowed to tell some pretty personal things about you? Ben is into rubber suit. No, Ben is a is a father. Your children are aged five. Five and one right as a father of a five-year-old do you do any like trick-or-treating with them do you take them out do you dress them up obviously you don't bring your youngest out but would you would you do a bit of fancy dress would you would you dress up no not even for mrs mrs (laughs) harbinson but what about the three or four houses around us right okay is that because you know they are richer people that you live beside and you're like they're likely to give money these tramps we 5p harry bows these guys cashies <laughs> you know you're out teaching the kids early and like that um or are they just people you know and obviously people who know and they have kids as well yeah again it, there's it's not like a case of in case you guys are like just like what is child line here um you, ben's not just sending his kids to like dodgy dealers he knows these people i take it they're young families are they yeah, yeah it's cool it's not like just an old guy with a Real special kid that's like 60. Oh, that's my dad in there and he's just lying in the back oh, eating his own face like the guy in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, it's, I feel like the art um, of trick-or-treating is dying. I feel as though it's something now that, you know, like I, for one, wouldn't be too keen on my daughter going trick-or-treating. She isn't even two yet, but I just feel like it's a weird concept, you know. I've been watching plenty of um, Halloween urban legends and plenty of Halloween true stories. Have you ever heard the story of the Candyman? Yes. Yeah, not the film. Now where the guy, where the guy just some for some reason you say Candyman in the mirror, and some black guy with a hook just turns up and fucking yeah, you know apparently this there's this urban legend. I don't know if you've heard this one, Ben, where apparently people would violate candy when people trick-or-treat like they put poison in it or like razor blades and apparently like there was a, this urban legend going about the people are trying to poison kids and trying to turns out um let me just get i'll I, 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 you listen if you listen to dave elliott's weird podcast on a monday you know i'm a factual guy i like to get my uh my facts right so for this particular um story the real candy man i'm going to fill you in the real candy man killer again um Oh no! Oh no! This guy was literally there's there was a guy called Dean Coral who was a candy man. That's not what I mean. He was just known as a candy man killer. I mean candy man killer son poison. Let me see. Yeah, here we are. So this story again, solid airtime. While I'm just just looking this up for you. Um, <laughs> The guy was called Ronald Clark O'Brien. Um, <clears throat> so, Ronald Clark O'Brien, nicknamed the Candyman. And, oh, this is a pretty sly nickname, to be fair. Nicknamed the Candyman, which you can understand. And also, this is probably the one that's burned him the most out of all he's done. The man who killed Halloween. Oh, no. You never want to be that guy, do you? Like, you don't mind being, hey, look, to be fair, poison my son, killed him. But you don't want other people going, you ruined Halloween. You go, oh, no, what have I done? I mean, it's bad enough, the burden of murdering my own child, but I mean, he was an American man convicted of killing his eight-year-old son on Halloween in 1974 with potassium cyanide-laced pixie stick. 
um, that he collected during trick-or-treating. O'Brien poisoned his son in order to claim his life insurance money. Um, to ease his own financial troubles as he was a hundred grand in debt which to be fair in 1974 fuck you do man why, why that much in debt in 1974 um, O'Brien also distributed poison candy to his daughter and three other children in an attempt to cover up his crime however neither his daughter nor the other children ate the poison candy and he was convicted of capital murder in June 1975 and guess what? Sentenced to death. And he was executed, coincidentally, by lethal injection, which was actually served to him in a pixie stick. And that's what killed him. The candy man, the man he killed Halloween, which, I mean, to be fair, I think of Ronald Clark O'Brien's legacy is anything. You know, Halloween's still being celebrated, so if you're down there in hell or wherever you are, man, you're not the guy who killed Halloween. You're all right. You're just a sad, sadistic Son murder, you know. I mean, I would like to know the background as to what his debt was. I'd be very keen. Look, if anyone, listen, if anyone is a family member of Ronald Clark O'Brien or knows what this guy was up to that caused him to get so far into debt, um, oh no, you know what else he was? He was the deacon of the of a Baptist church, Ben. So, I mean, that, that adds extra, extra smoke to the fire, extra... Extra stoked to the fire. Extra, what's the phrase? Stoking the fire, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm sure I just couldn't get the, the, the bellow out of my head. You ever see that? Oh, fucking pump. So, yeah, there's a candy man. That's some real life Halloween traditions. Um, I just prefer Dunkin' for apples because I just have such a big mouth. I literally can just, like a big basking shark, just eating plankton. Just a fucking boom. And it's done. Ben, what do we like for time on this, baby? Like 14. 14 minutes. Hey guys, listen. We're flying. Um, I should probably point out, without having Shane here, it's definitely strange. There's not as much mugging off, slyness, roasting. Um, I do want to, first of all, give a shout out to one of the listeners of the podcast. Let me just go into my my own personal, um, my own personal Instagram here for this this great story. It's from friend of the show, Jamie Clements. And um, Ben, if I send you this, can you put it up? Um, there's this meme that someone's put on Twitter saying, $75 million to sit in a room with him for five minutes. What would you do, right? And he sent me this picture, right? Do you want to see this, Ben? Just real quick for reference. He says, this guy, what you do? And Jamie wrote underneath <laughs> saying, record a podcast. Because quite evidently, as you'll see if you're listening or watching, sorry, on the video podcast, the guy kind of looks a lot like Shane. Ben, I'm going to send this to you right now and you can just have a look and let me know what you think about uh, this particular thing that Jamie sent. But I, I just wanted to give you a shout out and let you know that I did enjoy it. If anyone hasn't noticed before, just just check out Shane's hands. Check out his fingers. Um, Obviously, if you listened to last week's podcast, you would have seen the artwork. And heard of the artwork by Jungle Book. Check that out. He's really gone for Shane's um, long, spindly fingers. The man who makes E.T.'s hands look like they're stumps. You know, he's like big Cumberlands and then E.T.'s just with chubby eyes. Ben, what do you think of that picture? <laughs> Good banter, that, isn't it? <clears throat> so, hey, listen, if you're going, oh, what's that picture? I'm only listening to the audio. Check out the video podcast 
over on um, <clears throat> Boytown Podcasting on YouTube. I don't think we actually promote that enough, do we? Is there any link to that through our social media? Every week they put up the link to it. Right, okay. Is that on the... Right, okay, cool. Because I've noticed the YouTube's kind of sneaking up with, with subscribers every week, so you want to check that out. While, while we're also plugging stuff, we have a Patreon, Boytown Podcast, which is where you guys, again, listen, you can't direct money. You can siphon it off just solely to me and the snake rat creep. You don't have to give any to the backbone because, quite clearly, he doesn't need it, you know? But me, me and Ben and I can siphon out. We, anything that's made on the Patreon goes back into the podcast. So whether that be improving equipment, you know, whether that be new microphones, lights, sound, whatever, or maybe just some nice Armani threads that look good in the podcast. Tax deductible. Send that across to us. Um, and that leads on to a nice segue for the announcement. Ben, can you put a drum roll in? Yeah. Boytown Podcast is going live. Episode 150. It's being held at the Limelight on the 20th of November this year. Whoa, tickets are going to probably be live by the time you... Listen to this because this is being recorded on Monday, podcast on Thursday on Halloween. And the tickets will be £10. We were like, uh, Ben was saying that we should up the ticket prices to 30 quid. And I said, Ben, listen, this way you're snake rat. You know, be like me, a man of the people. You know, Shane wanted to up the price to 70. I said, no, 10, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a common man. I'm a man of the people. I'm a bear. And yeah, they're ten pounds. Shine.net and it's gonna be a great time. This time around, I think to make up to the fact that he's not here, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff for it. We'll maybe maybe have a guest, maybe have I don't know, we'll work it out. Again, I'm gonna start planning it now because normally what happens is we just don't and then it comes to the day of the podcast and go, ah but it's always funny. There'll be some stand up, there'll be some crack and also some banter. Drug joke. And yeah, it should be great. You know, you're you're available for that day, are you? Donald Trump over here. Let me just check my calendar. Maybe I can make time. You know, for those of you that don't know, Ben, um, what was it you did before Boytown? You were a homeless tramp on the street that just begged for coppers. And now you've brought us in and we give you 5% of any Patreon money that we get. And, you know, so if you want to see this guy be able to get back with his family again, come to Live Podcast, subscribe to the Patreon. <coughs> Still feel like a wee bit of a a wee frog in my throat, my toad, money toad in my throat. But um, yeah, I, I feel like I had a great story this week that I wanted to really um talk to Shane about, but not here. So I'll just have to tell you guys about it. Give me a second, let me call for you. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, Ben, you were telling me there you saw this documentary on Channel Five. I haven't seen the documentary. I just saw the story and thought, for sure, this is a Boytown topic. Um, and this is what the headline was. It was on Lad Bible, believe it or not. And the headline was, in speech marks, 100% straight former soldier makes lucrative living as a gay adult porn star. 
A former soldier who's 100% straight, keep, keep mentioning that, is now earning a lucrative living as a gay porn actor. Daniel McGraffin from Newcastle, 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 um, who goes by the porn name Geordie Jackson. I mean, not a bad name to be fair. Can earn up to a grand in a day in the industry. And his girlfriend Freya has got no problem with how he makes his money. Now, there's a clip here that I've not actually played played yet, so I might might stick this on and see what this is. Um, what's sweet? There's a wee advert there that you can't actually skip. So. You know, um, it's going to be a bit awkward there, Ben, but hey, is what it is. This is live podcasting. I'm the JCB driver, so I was like, driving, driving the, the vans down to the S90s, big tanks, and then they were firing them off, and then I had to bring all that crap back, all the shrapnel and stuff like that. I was barely getting any sleep. You're the first one up and the last one working, and I just snapped, done, done. I'm just last one. <laughs> Fair play. I love that story. He's like, I was in the army. I was doing like driving vans to the soldiers, back again to the soldiers. Then one day I just went, fucking hell, gives a cock. Gives a fucking cock to suck. I'm not fucking doing this no more. Gives a fucking dick. And uh, Jordy Jackson apparently just as, yeah. Went AWOL in the army, and I mean, listen, I don't want to tar people with the same brush here, but apparently, if you go AWOL in the army, next thing you do, I hate. <laughs> stop doing this shit. But um, explaining his unconventional career path on the Channel 5 documentary, hey, you know what you're getting when you see a Channel 5 documentary. Attenborough, you want to see him? <laughs> nah, you're going to see Geordie Jackson noshing guys yeah. off. <laughs> And uh, Mr. McGra- McGraffin says he spent six years in the artillery driving vans. He then began working as a personal trainer and a DJ. And it was while he was behind the decks <laughs> that he had a conversation that would send his career trajectory on an unorthodox tangent. He said, When I was working as a DJ, there was a fan of mine, a girl, who worked as a dominatrix. She tells me about this guy who says, He's totally straight. But he does gay porn. Mr. McGraffin dipped his toes in the industry with a short shoot, making 750 quid, which, hey, this is a line that gets me, which piqued his interest in working in gay porn and subsequently landed himself a three-year contract with Lucas Entertainment, and he hasn't looked back. He said, I did look into straight porn, (laughs) but gay porn is less competition and more cash. (laughs) I love that. He's like, Oh no, if it's straight porn, like I need to look sweet. If it's gay, I can just go and do it. And I mean, to be fair, the guy, the guy's earning some cashish. I mean, I mean, if none of people come to the live podcast, it could be a career choice for old backbone. But I mean, um, you saw the show. Is he gay, or is he one hundred percent straight? What would be your take on it? Literally every sentence ended with, "But I'm not gay." <laughs> Hmm. I mean, like a case of thou dost protest too much. Yeah, like, yeah. It would explain what he, what he did. <clears throat> yeah. For example, rimming somebody. For those you don't know, rimming is the act of when one person <laughs> um, stimulates another person's anus with their tongue. But it's not gay. But it's not gay. Was it a woman he's doing it to? No. Well, it's a guy that not, not gay. 
Um, <laughs> what, what I love here is his girlfriend Freya has said, people often assume that my boyfriend is bisexual, if not gay, but I'm not bothered what people think. And this is a direct quote from her. It's fake. People say he must be a little bit gay. But when he gets back from a shoot, he doesn't want to think about anyone with a dick. <laughs> yeah. I love that thought of him. She comes in, he's like, are you alright, pet? And he's like, oh, I'm just not thinking about anyone with a cock. I swear to God, love, I'm not. He goes, why are you fucking erect? Oh, I'm thinking of you, love. I'm fucking thinking of you with a dick. I mean, thinking of you with your fucking bikini on, love, and your holidays. Mad. And what she says is if it was straight porn, he would be attracted to people he was working with. So in theory, it's just business. Um, but if it was straight porn, he could be potentially attracted to them. And that's a risk. But luckily, this is just full of men who he doesn't think are fit. Love that. People can sit at home. This is great. This is the girlfriend doing the same sim. People can sit at home and think he's gay. But he's not at all. I mean... See if I went to work <laughs> and sucked up a couple of dicks and came home. People be asked, "Who be saying, hey man, <laughs> you know why? Why if you're asked to do ten minutes stand up, did you suck a dick?" I'm like, "Hey, we all need to get our own gig somewhere." <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gay. I just did that for for money, you know. And um, what 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 I don't get, Ben, you can probably fill me in correctly. I haven't seen the documentary. If he's doing gay porn, does he do it with a floppy willy or does he manage to get a... He has to inject it. He has to inject it? Inject it to something to get it erect and then uh-huh. he injects it after they get down. So he can't, he doesn't get erect naturally? Yeah, he has to inject it with something. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, that's probably not healthy, is it? To just inject your dick with... <laughs> And then flop, flop, but man, I know. But I mean, I think. Listen, call me old fashioned. I know it's twenty nineteen, but I am of the school where, if you are, a man, and you have sex with another man, you gay. You know, and that's fair to say. Look, nothing wrong with being gay, but I mean, this guy, he just has to just say, listen, you know. See, if you're going to take on a job having sex with a man as a man, you got to have a bit of gayness about you, do you not? Like, you got to be a wee bit, mm, you know, you got to be like, hmm, I might be, I might be like, nah, just business. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I'm just going to read this at the last couple. Of, I, there's nothing said with this. He said, people outside the industry think I must be gay. They don't know the tricks of the trade. They say, you look like you're enjoying it. And I said, thanks. That means I'm a good actor. I mean, just act then. You know what I mean? Just do <laughs> go into doctors or something. Not full hardcore gay porn. And he says, if I was gay and it's out there in the world, why wouldn't I just come out? Um, but he's, apparently, Jordy Jackson has this is a quote from him. I'm not in it for pleasure, regardless of what anyone thinks. I'm in it because it's a well-paid job. I'm not going to make that kind of money legally anywhere else. Fair pucks to him. You know, Jordy Jackson is, you know, to be fair, he strikes me as a, a kind of a, a bit of a Kunanan guy. Like, he, he's just out to get money. He doesn't want to break the law. And to be fair, 
I think he's a wee bit gay. <laughs> you know? But um, I wonder how long he's going to stay in that industry for. And to be fair, his girlfriend's quite a pretty. Have you seen his girlfriend? Yeah. Quite nice looking, isn't she? She's quite... No, short hair and with and a dick. <laughs> He's like, this is me girlfriend. She's got a beard, like, but I mean, don't worry about that. She's got a beard, a big cock, like, and she's got a fucking, you know, I said United tattoo on her arm, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fucking Gaza, like, but don't, <laughs> don't worry about it, like. Ben, what are we like for time? I feel like it's it's been about half an hour. Just under. Just under. Should we just get into listeners' questions here, guys? And they said, gay, sir, it's too much of the story. Going on, um, I, mean, I just want to shout out to all the listeners who have come in with questions this week. Again, it's um, again, it's not easy to do a podcast necessarily on your own. You know, um, as I said, I do my own podcast every week by myself, the Elliot's Weird Podcast. It's just an audio podcast at this stage. There's no video, so it's slightly different doing it with video. Um. That's out every Monday, by the way, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Dave Alex Weird Podcast. Subscribe and enjoy. But, um, yeah, I did one yesterday. So to do one a day later, I feel like I have a load of things I could talk about that I talked about in my own podcast, but just go and listen to that, you know? Um, so I really do appreciate all the questions that have come in. There's been a decent amount of questions this week, even though it's just me by myself. Um, and and it, makes, it makes me feel loved, guys. You know, it makes... Me feel love. Oh, wow. I've just seen here, uh, Boytown's been followed by Belfast Podcast Festival. Hmm. We're starting a podcast festival in Belfast happening in 2020. Get in touch if you'd like to get involved. Nah, Belfast Podcast Festival. I ain't getting in touch with anyone. Get in touch with me. You want, you want the real? This guy might be the backbone. I am everything else. You want to get in touch? Holler at your boy. Isn't that what they're saying? In your neck, in your hood, Ben, holler at your boy. Yeah, so, yeah, the podcast questions this week are are, are plentiful, <clears throat> and I appreciate that. Um, First off, it's a question from Phil McSee. Bon dia. I have a question for my mother-in-law, or from my mother-in-law, Lynn, who claims to know Dave. <laughs> Her question is, does Dave remember dressing up as the girls from Centrinian's for a work outing eons ago? Um, first off, Phil, I do know your mother-in-law. I used to work with her many moons ago on B&Q. Lynn, great lady. Now, I just need to say, first and foremost, I don't recall dressing up as the girls from Centrinians. I don't think I did that. I think maybe some of the girls did that. I don't think I was as Kunanan and come in those days as I have become now. But um, what I want you to do, Phil, is you just go and give Lynn a big hug from me and say... Long time no see, and I never dressed up as a girl, so I'm fucking telling people that shit, all right? But, I mean, I, I, I don't actually remember doing that, but, I mean, if, I don't know why I'm saying this, if there are photos of that, and if I did do it, I'm happy to see. Um, But, yeah, that, that's that's nice, thank you, Phil. Um, Rick Miller, now that Shane's got too, way too big for his boots, and his jet-setting all over the world, hey, let me just say, man, he's in Galway, you know? Jet setting all over the world, three hours away, three and a half hours push in a car. Um, will you be holding open auditions for a new sidekick? You know what, Rick? No, I won't. I don't need a sidekick. 
I'm always cast as a sidekick, but guess what? I've got my, my sidekick, and it's Michael Myers, just a mask of a serial killer, a mug of a bear, a computer, a microphone, and get, hey, maybe maybe I'm losing my mind. Hey, do you think that's, do you think, am, am I, am I, am I, is this a breakdown? Oh, no. Oh, no. Have you ever seen Shutter Island, Ben? Yes. Is this what this is? Is this just like my therapy and this is filmed and streamed back the fuck Purdysburn or Muckamore Abbey or somewhere and people are assessing me and being like, I don't know. Shane's like, look, I'll be behind the camera this time and see. You know what, Rick? Maybe. Maybe I actually will hold open auditions because I'm starting to worry about myself now. Um, Michael Jardine has said, does Papa Bear have any advice for smashing that big boy job interview? Well, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about what you're going for, Michael, but I know you're into politics, which, I mean, makes you, for sure, a nerd loser weird guy. But, you know, each to their own. Anytime I've met, you've been a nice guy. So I support you. You're a loyal listener to the podcast. But, man, do less politics. Um, But for the big, the big boy job interview, you know what? All I'm going to say is, I'm decent at job interviews. You know why that is? Because I'm decent at acting. And you know why that is? Because I'm good at lying. So what you need to do... I was always given the advice when you go in the job interview, you need to answer the question that you're asked, first of all, because believe it or not, a lot of people don't do that. For example, someone will be like, have you any experience working in, like say for example, Geordie Jackson, have you any experience working in gay porn? Geordie Jackson would be like, I've worked in gay porn for years and blah, 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 I've done this, I've done that. Has he answered the question? Nah. So for a start, you need to go, yes, I have done this. Then you give your examples. And for how long? So yes, I have done gay porn movies. <laughs> I've done gay porn movies for five years. I've been in the movies um, Aladdin's Anal Treasure Cave. I've been in the movies um, Shaven Ryan's Dick. I've been in the movies Men and Black Men. I've been in all these gay porn movies. And I've been doing that for five years. I love it. I'm great at it. If you want a gay porn star, look no further than me. That I'm the man you want in your gay porn industry. Ring me. I want. I'm, I'm Michael. Hopefully, you get that job. Um, but yeah, answer the question. Remain calm and make sure you prepare. Because as Roy Keane says, if you fail to prepare, go fuck yourself. You know, fuck yourself. You know who I hate. I fucking hate. Right, sort of thing. That was a terrible impression. Sorry, Reese Hussey. Oh, you wee hussy. I said, your favourite thing about the Ulster Hall gig on Friday? Any jokes go down better than you thought? Did you consider going out and knocking out a tune in the organ? Not a euphemism. Um, yeah, Reese, cheers for that. He's referencing. I, I opened for Mickey Bartlett there at the Ulster Hall last Friday past. Um, I thought it was a good experience. I don't know now, having worked out that I'm actually part of a mental health experiment that... Um, the whether that was all part of it, but um, I thought it went really well. Um, did any jokes go down better than you thought? No, Reese, because I think that my sets worked on enough that it's supposed. To, I'm supposed to get laughs. You know, if I went out and got no laughs, then I go, ah, oh, no. Then he'd look at myself. Ah, uh, but I mean, I think that's been that went down really well. It was a lovely night. The audience were amazing, and um, it was great to be there with Mick to see him doing such a big venue and everyone loving it, getting the stand ovation at the end. It was just class to be part of. Um, and did I consider going and knocking out a tune in the organ? Nah, because I can't play an organ. I mean, the only sort of instrument I can kind of play is my own chest. 
you know so i probably would have been quite anticlimactic if i had tried that um, but no, it was a really, really class gig. Probably one of my favourites ever, actually. You know, because again, I'm going into that with no pressure at all. I'm just opening for Mick. There's the only pressure I have doing that is that I don't wreck his show, which I'd feel pretty terrible about if I did. But you know what? Went in, did well, sat back, enjoyed his show, and just did a great Friday night. So yeah, cheers for the question. Can you guess who it is? It's Nathan Cosilia. Hey, Nathan Cosilia says, Hey, David, Dave, after having the make a burrito for a hungover Mickey Bartlett this week, I began to wonder who gets the worst hangovers out of the N.I. comedy, boys. I know Papi is fond of a tasty breakfast. I don't know why I'm doing Russian. Is it full Russian? I meant to do an Italian the whole way through, but then I end up sounding like a Gino de Campo. Fuck's sake. Um, Hey, David, Dave, having to make a, a burrito for a hungover Mickey Bartlett this week, I began to wonder who gets the worst hangovers out of the NI Comedy Boys. I know Pappy's fond of a tasty breakfast to take the edge off. A um, couple of nice bacon emojis. Stay sex. And appreciate that, Nathan. Um, you know what? I can only speak from experience, but I would say I suffer bad hangovers now. I think that's just because I'm old. However, I don't drink anywhere near as much as Mick. Mick drinks probably four or five, six times a week, whereas I probably drink four or five, six times a year. So, I mean, Mick's hangovers are probably more frequent. And I think any time he has them, they're bad, but then he drinks through them, so they couldn't be that, that, that bad, you know what I mean? Whereas sometimes, like, I think about my whole entire life when I'm hungover, and that's not a good thing, you know, especially now that I'm out of my mental health. Um, experiment uh, but yeah I would say mine because I, I do if I drink I end up like that time we were at Woodsy's wedding and I had a little bit too much of the bubbly I had probably a five day hangover and it wasn't sweet none, none of those days were good but again I do get strength out of seeing others suffer so when a new Mickey was hungover a new Shane was hungover it just made me feel in fact I'm a liar Shane wasn't hungover because he wasn't there but Khan was hungover I loved that. I loved the Woodsy was hungover. I just got energy from it. And then, thankfully, Shane just did a wee outburst of Chrome, so he just felt happier anyway, you know, because he was feeling miserable. But, um, yeah, thanks for the, the questions this week on Twitter. Um, again, Instagram is where the majority of our questions will go. So what I will do now, as being a sound guy, is go over to... Oh, no, someone's mentioned me. Oh, no, it's Ben. Boytown recording with me. I'll share that in a minute, not to just mug you off there. Um, do you like it whenever I'm I'm just trying to be be slow with getting across? And there's not another person to talk over it, so it's just pure silence, man. Um, question from Chloe has asked me what my favorite memory from filming was last week. Chloe um, was on. The, the blap, that it, Kieran Bartlett's blap, Chloe is, was, is an actress that was on it, and also the um, LP, life partner of Kieran Bartlett, who wrote it. And she was playing, I want to say Paula in it. I can't remember the two names of the girls, because I was playing John, the news agent. But my favourite memory of last week was probably, you know what? It was probably um, the banter that I was having about one of the crew looking like an executioner from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. One of the, the ones working on the show, Ben, had this like like hood. But do you know when you wear your hood up, 
her hood was like super tight to her head so it like was like here and black and just was like that and it looked like she was the executioner of robin hood prince of thieves so i enjoyed um making reference to that movie throughout the whole day in a sort of bullying fashion where she didn't hear it and it was just very funny to me um and also probably the second favorite memory from filming last week was getting out of lena dune because why was ever in lena dune fuck that um cheers to the question chloe um let me see where we're at now um Callum burnside has said last week in work ikea i was getting ready to say good morning to what i thought was papa bear but to my disbelief when he opened his mouth and he was an english sounding bear i couldn't stop looking because he was just the spit of you but my question is have you ever seen somebody and mistaken them for someone you know cheers keep up the good work you know what Callum burnside um there's a very high possibility that that was me um i was in ikea last week as i don't know ben cannot see but there's a thousand frames there i was buying photo frames to make um to put pictures of myself in for my um cell and yeah i was there and sometimes i just get bored you know sometimes life bores me and i do wee weird things so there's there's a high possibility i could be talking with a different voice and this particular day i've gone for the voice of ross kemp but yet, I was in Ikea, so maybe uh, you just thought my voice, 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 my voice was posh. My voice was posh, or I was just doing an English accent. Or, ultimately, you could just be right, and it could be a guy who just looked a lot like me. Was he sexy? Let me know. Um, Paddy McCaster has said, How many, how many more podcasts Will Papa Bear and the Snake Rat Ben allow the money told to miss before he's evicted from Boytown forever? What do you think, Ben? One more. One more. Um, do you think that it needs to be a valid excuse not to do it? Or do you just think you need to... How many podcasts does he... Like, I think Shane is very much like Arsenal. He'll maybe win one game and then be fucking shite for three weeks and then be back again. You know, so I mean, he needs that consistency. He needs to be there more than one week in a row. Because it's not just one week and a couple. It's been one every other week he's been on it. But hey, who's been hosting it? Every week. Every week. Me. And will I be hosting next week's podcast? No. <laughs> because I'm in New York. So he'll have to find a co-host. <laughs> Fuck him. But hey... There, in fact, I'll, I could probably do it on Tuesday if I'm not jet lagged. It might be funny if I do do it. Yeah, I'll do it on Tuesday. Fuck it up the hoods. I'll never, because you know why? That's not a backbone, is it? That looks like I'm just having a headache. Um, but yeah, one more podcast, um, according to Ben. And Ben's a boss, like, so he needs to step up. Oh, no. Glenn Lindsay. I, this is how I imagine you talk, right? I feel sorry for the physique guy having to put up with the man-boy part-time. Anyway, what were the most creme-fresh Halloween costume ideas for 2019? Um, you know what? I think this is the first time ever I have not... I have not really paid any attention to Halloween. I mean, I feel like I'm officially an old guy now. Like, there would have been times gone by I would have, like, kept a very keen eye. Say, for example, in the Belfast Telegraph to the nightclub photos that may say go on from the people that are at the limelight because again the photographer that works for that 
is particularly keen on scantily clad women. And I mean, listen, porn's not allowed in Muckamore. So we have to get our, you know, but that was in the past. But I think now, in terms of creme fresh outfits, I'd love to see somebody dressed up as Gianni Versace and Andrew Cunanan. That would be pretty Cunanan to do that. If any of the Boytown listeners are looking for Halloween costume ideas, please dress as Cunanan and Versace. That would make my life, actually. I saw one guy dress up this year as Colleen Rooney's Instagram. Eh, loser. Thinking he's all cool, huh? Colleen Rooney's Instagram. Nah, mate, you're fucking loser. Hope it wasn't you, Glenn, because it'd be really sly if it was. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Cunanan and Versace would be a good outfit. Vitas might be a, a pretty left field outfit. I mean, the ultimate look would be a snake rat. I mean, you'd be, you'd have difficulty explaining that if there was any competitions to win the best dressed. What are you? I'm a snake rat. But I mean, definitely go for that. Um, Curtis Kenny. Everyone's getting at at this guy today. Simple question, Papa. What does the Boy Town podcast mean to you? And what do you think it means to Sean Turd? <laughs> I mean, what does what does what does this podcast mean to me? Podcast means nothing. You know, the podcast is just words being said into a microphone. Podcast means nothing to me. What means something to me or you guys? The ears that you lend, the support that you give, the reviews that you put on the iTunes, the money you put on the Patreon, that's what means something to me. Not not this. You know, at the end of the day, this can come and go. You know, if there was no boy town, I would direct us all to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, which is out at 7 a.m. every Monday. Check it out on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Patreon, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, of course. But to me, it's putting out content for you guys is what means the most. Now, does does that bother Shane? I can't answer for him. Does he care about you guys? I can't answer for him. But I feel that kind of like, uh, I feel like I'm a wife that's been cheated on. I feel like, you know, there's more important things to him than our marriage, our relationship, our podcast, our children. And I think that, you know, when he's off gallivanting with other people, that maybe he will just sit for a minute and realise, you know, with his long fingers, that he needs us and he misses us and he'll come back and hopefully he'll amend his ways. And, I mean, I think somewhere deep inside, he does love this podcast and I just would like to, you know, I'd just like to see a bit more from him, you know. Do you agree, Ben? You agree? Yeah. I felt like I got a bit deep there, Curtis. Um, Dan Murphy is, well, <laughs> I said, Hola, the dark cum lord. I'm having to reply to this on Instagram instead of my usual hunting ground of Twitter due to being banned for a week for un- for unsung some. Let's just call it unsavory language towards some bullies who are beating up poor kids in a video at McDonald's. I mean, keep fighting a good fight, Dan, my man. Please tell me. Have you ever been unfairly banned from somewhere online or thrown out of somewhere in real life? If so, what happened? And when you're explaining it, could you do so in the voice of Katie Price? P.S. The Money Toad Shane has let this podcast down far too often in recent weeks and must be punished. I mean, I'm going to put it out there. That's a good point, Dan. I'm going to say, listeners, how should Shane be punished? Should he have to do a tweet back next week? Should he have to do a phone call? I mean, 
what would you like to see happen? I'm, I'm going to put a poll out. Yeah, Ben, can we stick a poll out on Instagram? And Shane has to, you know, grovel to you guys in some way and um, try to get to get back. But have you ever been thrown out of somewhere in real life? And can I do some voice of Katie Price? I'll try my best. Whenever I was a young boy, I used to work B&Q with Phil's mother-in-law, Lynn Brzezinski. <laughs> and I left work one day with my fun Harvey and I went around to my friend's house and I drank three bottles of white wine in 15 minutes. And then ended up getting very, very drunk. I'm losing the price here and just sounding like an idiot. Let me go again. Kate Price, Bicey. And after I drank three bottles of wine, I tried to go to Preach Club. I got to the front of the line and said, Bo, you're boo brunk. And I said, Fuck off, I'm not brunk. And I said, You're boo brunk. And I said, I'll fucking show them. And I went to the back of the queue. <laughs> and I got back to the front again. And believe it or not, I was very brunk by then. And the bouncer said, Bob threw you away, but you blew brunk. And I said, I'm fucking out brunk. And he sent me away, back to the end of the queue. Third time I got to the queue, tried to punch him. <laughs> I got punched, because I was very brunk. And I crawled from the beach club, outside, <laughs> to the lagging, and started booking into the lagging, with just my head over the edge, and my arms by my side, going, looking back into the beach club, going, fucking wankers. But that was probably... The only time, and then I ended up going back to the beach club a few months later, and believe it or not, wasn't allowed <laughs> in. So yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Now, here comes my man, Matthew Mernon. Good morning. Papa told us a few weeks ago that he's in Club Desmond. 2-2. Two, two. Um, as a fellow member, I was intrigued and explored a few more. J.K. Rowling, Prince Charles and Bear Grylls also joined the ranks of the 2-2 two, two squad. But what... Um, but what was your go-to pre-drink strategy in uni? Um, see, to be totally honest, I, ju- again, late to the party here, but I just started getting into Buckfast at uni. It's a disgusting story how I ended up drinking Buckfast. Did I have I told you a story, Ben? I had a house party um, in my student house, which was just a horrible place, as per. And I was cleaning up the next day, and there was a big pint glass of something in our living room one of my housemates dared me to drink it and he goes give you 20 quid and I drank it and it was a full pint of Buckfast and guess what I oddly liked it and that was second hand Buckfast probably with gab and piss in it but hey it was tasty and that's what got me on the Buckfast so if I was at uni normally what I would have done would have been got some people around the house for pre-drinks gone to someone's house for pre-drinks I would have brought myself six bottles of beer like probably Coors Light and a bottle of Buckfast, and I would have probably played a game of Ring of Fire, which is like slightly amended version of Kings, and then I would have just got the Buckfast in me, and gone out and embarrassed myself, basically, but that was my, my strategy, always a game of Ring of Fire, slash Kings, whatever, and then head out, and, and, and they were good times. Roscoe Watson has said, Hey Big Bear, Papa Pump, minus the NBC, just wanted to know who produced the very Come Indeed theme song of the Boytown podcast. Has the essence of Dr. Dre or possibly a Boy George creation or some kind of weird collab? And was it initially put out as an instrumental with the thought of adding lyrics at a later date? Many thanks, Ben. YouTube. Ah, well, there you go. YouTube. 
Roscoe, you came in with a really great detailed question with a lot of effort, a lot of description, a lot of examples, and Ben just comes in, YouTube. <laughs> so yeah, was it just a generic piece? Somebody actually sent me a link to a video for like a fitness app on someone's phone. It was like this new fitness app that was out that's like you can record your heart rate and like your exercise and stuff, and it was the boy town theme song playing over the top of it and that's going I mean that doesn't really work you know automatically that looks like something that Jordy Jackson would be starring in and I mean fair play but uh, it was definitely a little bit weird but I mean could we down the line potentially add lyrics to it yeah well hey watch this space we may just release the boy town anthem out there for everyone looking to get drunk for a night out that'd be be a real sweet drop um let me see where we're at Jack Rice has said, I Google Papa Bear Solo to see if you had done any previous solo podcasts. Monday, 7 a.m. 103 episodes of my own podcast, man. Um, I looked like you were having a good time using weird things to make yourself happy. Oh, whoa. But what I want to know is what's the weirdest thing you've seen in one of the lads' houses? I mean, I don't know who the lads you speak of are, um, but one of the weirdest things I have ever seen in one of the lads' houses, I mean, I've seen plenty of things. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, physically seeing things. In fact, I noticed something today on... No, I'm not even going to say it, because he'll just be like, you've got to take that out. But, um... Nah, that's about it. The, the weirdest thing I've seen was the story. And I've not seen it, I've heard it, of Shane Lick and Meek. That's the strangest thing that I've been most baffled by. And um, I also did watch the World Cup final in one of my mates' houses when Zidane hit but a Matarazzi in the chest. That was hard to comprehend. Um, I also, in fact, I'm trying to think, have you seen any really weird things that spring to mind in, in any of the lads' houses? Um, I mean, I, I reckon if you looked long enough in Shane's house, you'd find... Weird things. He actually has a signed Northern Ireland shirt up in his house. This is very Shane. And it's like got a photo of the team at the front and then the shirt in the back signed. But it's a different shirt than the one they're wearing in the photo. <laughs> Pretty weird. But I mean, I need to think about that, Jackie boy. But listen to my own podcast. If you want to see a solo podcast, you jerk. Um, last question. What do we like for time there, Ben? 54. Hey, we'll draw this out for six minutes. Scott McLean, hope it's a good one. Um, I seen Papa Bear excellently warming up for Mickey at the weekend. <sighs> but what I want to know is why the fuck does Dave put chicken in lasagna? Right, okay. I got called on this by my wife over the weekend. She, I, I do this bit of material where I talk about... Um, cooking vegetarian food here's the thing scott i don't cook vegetarian food it's a bit of comedy right so then i was like yeah I, I, as i was on stage i was like i don't actually know what it, what would work for this so i've decided to change it and it's now going to be sweet and sour all right instead of lasagna because hey scott mate guy that is weird you know you know what else is weird your face. I've just looked at your Instagram. But hey, we're all able to improve ourselves. Wear some makeup. But I've changed that bit. Thanks for pointing that out. And cheers for the, the kind words about um about 
opening for Mickey. And guess what? I might actually now try to make a chicken lasagna. And when I do, I'm going to tag you in it because I'm a culinary master. You don't get to this physique without being a dab hand in the kitchen. Let's just say that. Apart from those guys that are like in like those sort of weird uh, early afternoon Channel 5 documentaries like featuring council houses in England and they're all fat guys and you just eat what's it. That's different. But I mean, yeah, that's that. So guys, that's the end of a solo Boytown podcast. I feel like we started slowly, got a bit of momentum and ended very strange. I think the epiphany of me working out that I'm actually in some kind of Truman Show, Shutter Island style mental health experiment's been a lot for me to balance, but I think I've dealt with it all right, you know? And there's going to be a live podcast again on the 20th of November. That's going to be available on Shine.net, as are all the dates for the tour that I'm going on starting in November. So the 7th of November, any Dublinites out there, I'll be in the International Bar. Then I'm in Oma, Derry, Galway, Dublin, I've been in Dublin first, uh, London, and then I'm going to do a Belfast show late in January. So keep a wee eye out for that. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Boytown Podcast on Patreon. And please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, rate and review the podcast. We really want to get it into the top 200 on uh, Apple Podcasts. But you know what? Probably don't deserve it because fuck this guy. You know what I mean? But hey, please do it. Snake Rat Ben has many snake rats to feed. Um, I've got a little toad to feed. And hey, just, just check out my stuff at Dave Elliott Comedy on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter, the Diavelia. Check out Shane on Shane Talk Comedy on Instagram or whatever. And check out Ben at Four Creatives. Pardon? Merch. Oh, sorry. I saw Ben. I was like, I was like what, what's your website? Merch. What's your website? Merch. 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 Ben's Four Creatives. You want them for any video projects? Check out uh, Four Creatives online. Email Ben at Four Creatives. And also, Merch. We have Boytown merchandise, which is available on our Facebook page still. Are we looking to make the transition over to Instagram? Do we have more followers there? I think we do. Let's make the switch over to Instagram. There's going to be very sexy, bespoke gear. Um, we're going to have a bit of some new designs ready soon, I think, as well. So we've got the Papa Bear and the Money Toad t-shirt. We've got the anime Boytown. We've got the Boytown logo. I mean, hey, we could get these sweet, whoa, bespoke Papa Bear mugs again you can just buy those i think in sainsbury's and they're not actually affiliated to me in any way so do that but yeah check out our merchandise it's very sexy and you'll probably be able to buck anyone you want if you wear it albeit with consent and but that's available on facebook have it done an hour yet ben 10 10 more seconds can i talk for 10 more seconds I don't know. Can I, Ben, if you cut this short in the edit, you're a shit guy. Fuck you. I reckon I've done it. I think I'm past the R mark. I'm riding solo. I'm like Jason Derulo. I'm better off alone, as Alice DJ said. And that's the end of this week's podcast. And it's out every Thursday. Fuck. Also, I'm headlining Pug Uglies tonight with a preview of Matura Show. So check out Pug Uglies Comedy Club on Halloween night. Wear your best fancy dress. I'll give you a prize. And this next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night.